Hello, church. How's everybody? Everybody good? Welcome to Epic Church. My name is Brian. Um, I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I get to hang out with you a little bit today. For those of you that are on campus, thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend to come and worship with us today. For those of you that are joining us online, thank you for taking some time out of your day to tune in online today. And We love having people watching online. We love hanging out together with you on campus, and we're super excited uh, that you're here today, all right? I get the privilege to talk about 3G Sunday for the next couple of weeks. Is there anybody excited about 3G Sunday? Sunday, okay? I am. Um, it's one of the, the greatest highlights of our year every single year. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to start part one uh, of a talk uh, heading up to 3G Sunday that I hope is going to do two things. Uh, I hope it's going to inform you about everything that's going on 3G Sunday. And number two, I hope that it's going to inspire you to get connected and get plugged in and to actually be a part of uh, what we call 3G Sunday here in just a couple of weeks, okay? Um, I've titled uh, the talk I want to share with you today and next week this right here, Love Your Neighbor, Serve Your City. Let's say that together real quick if we can on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Love your neighbor, serve your city. If you're watching us online today, just type that in the chat right there uh, or in the comment section. We'd love to um, uh, know that you're engaged and we appreciate uh, the opportunity just to hang out with you today, okay? Uh, so the next couple of weeks, we're gonna talk about this idea of what the Bible has to say about why it's important for us to love our neighbor um, and, to, and to serve our city, okay? Um, this actually comes from what Jesus said is the most important commandment, okay? And in Matthew chapter number 22, uh, here's what Jesus said in verse number 37. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Uh, another passage of scripture where Jesus was talking takes that one step further. and He says, love the Lord with all your strength as well. Uh, bottom line is Jesus said, uh, as his followers, we're supposed to love him with, with all of our being with every ounce of energy that we have, with our intellect, with our heart, with our passions. God said, Jesus said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. And Jesus took it one step further and he tied that commandment to another commandment. He said, the second is equally important. He said, the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So when you take what Jesus said there in Matthew 22, verses 37 and 39, here's what you have for the body of Christ. Here's what you have for the church of Jesus Christ. This right here is our marching orders, okay? This is our job description, so to speak, when it comes to uh, how we're supposed to live our life. And what I wanna do over the next couple of weeks is kind of take this as our foundation and help us understand how we can practically put that into practice in our life and learn to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Here's what I, when I look at that, here's what I just have to, to, to stop just a second and think about. There is no downside to that right there, okay? Think about what our culture and our society and our community would look like if everybody just focused in on that right there. If we just decided that we were going to get really good at doing those two things and we were going to make these two things a priority in our life, I believe our community would change. I believe our culture would change. I believe our world would change and it would, it would, be, for, uh, it would be for the better for sure. 
So what I want to do is build on, on this fundamental idea of what Jesus said when he said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Chris mentioned a moment ago that uh, a couple of years ago, uh, almost two years ago, we launched what we call our Four Flagler Initiative. And our Four Flagler Initiative basically has three parts to it. It has, has the idea of us being for our community, us being for families, and us being for our future. And one of the ways that we can be for Flagler, one of the ways that we can be for our community, one of the ways that we can be for our families, one of the ways that we can be for our future is what we call 3G events. And they're basically serving opportunities that we've incorporated a couple of times a year into the regular rhythm of our church life. So that like Chris was talking about a moment ago, instead of coming to church on a Sunday morning, we get to go out to be the church in our community. And I hope at some level, everybody within the sound of my voice today, either on campus or digitally online, you'll be able to connect with us on 3G Sunday. And my hope today is to give you some framework for what that might look like for you and help you understand how that you can get connected. A little over nine years ago, we'd made this a priority at Epic and we started serving in our community on what we call 3G projects or 3G events. Let me help you understand where the 3G comes from. Uh, The 3G stands for gather, give, and go. And those 3G components are part of what we call our 5G Life. Our 5G life has to do with God, grow, gather, give, and go. So what we've done is we've taken three components of that 5G life process, and we're actually putting them into practice in some some serving opportunities right here um, in our community. So let's talk about the word gather for just a second, okay? Uh, Whenever you see the word church in the New Testament part of our Bible, most of the time... Uh, It's talking about just a gathering or an assembly of people. Uh, Matter of fact, in the New Testament, when the Bible was written, it was originally written in the Greek language. So the Greek word for that little word church in the New Testament part of our Bible is the word ekklesia, okay? And what it means, it just simply means a gathering of people or an assembly of people. So you and I that are gathered on campus today, you know what? We are the ecclesia. We are the body of Christ gathered together today on Sunday morning. Uh, If you're gathering with your family or maybe some friends in your home or at work, and there's two or three of you that are gathered watching online today, you are gathered. You are part of the ecclesia or the body of Christ that is gathered together. So what we get the opportunity to do on 3G Sunday is to gather together as the body of Christ, is to gather together as the local church in small teams and units and actually go out and do what Jesus told us to do when he said to love your neighbor as yourself. We also talk a lot about giving around here at Epic. And the reason we talk a lot about giving is not because we want something from you, We want something for you. And what we want for you is what God has for you. And what we know is that you cannot outgive God with your time, with your talents, and with your treasures. 
And there are a lot of opportunities that we have, especially on 3G Sunday, to live out the giving component of our 5G life by giving of our time, by giving of our talents, and by giving of our treasures to the initiatives and things and neighbors in our communities that, that, that actually is going to, to make a difference. Uh, let me remind you about our 3G giving component uh, that Chris mentioned about a while ago. Uh, we're going to hand you a, an orange envelope on your way out. And here's what we would simply ask. Ask God this question this week. God, what would you want me to give toward 3G Sunday? What would you want me to give toward the care network at Epic Church? He might say, hey, hey, I want you to give a buck. I want you to give a dollar. I want you to give five dollars. I want you to give ten dollars. I want you to give a hundred dollars. Whatever it is that God puts on your heart, uh, God will use it to make a difference in somebody else's life. And it's one way that we can be for our community and it's one way that we can love our neighbor. And then there's this idea of going. Uh, In Matthew 28, Jesus gave us another commandment. He said, go and make disciples. And that simply has the idea, you know what? As the body of Christ, and if you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus, guess what? You're on Team Jesus. That, that means you, okay? We're part of the local church. We're part of the church gathered. We're part of the ecclesia. Uh, God has called us to go and actually do something for his kingdom. Now, let me be really clear, okay? The reason that we go and do is not to earn any favor from God. It's not to earn our salvation or anything uh, like that. We, we serve, we go because of what God has done for us, because he's provided salvation for us, because Jesus willingly laid down his life on the cross as an attitude of gratitude. I want to be obedient to do the things that God's told me to do and to live out my faith in a way that helps other people see that I am part of the body of Christ, that I am on team Jesus. So that's the whole idea behind gather, give, and and go. And I don't know about you, when you look at what's going on in our world today, especially what's going on in in our nation and our country today, I'm convinced that more than ever before, that it's the local church's responsibility to lead the way for what it looks like to be good neighbors. It's our responsibility, church, to lead the way for what it means to be a good neighbor. We're not getting it from Capitol Hill. We're not getting it from our news outlets. We're not getting it from the White House. it's, It's our responsibility to model to people that we interact with on a daily basis, to model what it means to love God with all our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves so that we can be the kind of good neighbors that God has created us to be. There's a popular insurance company out there that says, like a good neighbor, what? <laughs> How about this? Like a good neighbor, epic church is there. How about that? How about that in Flagler County, okay? And I believe God wants to use the church, the local body of Christ, the ecclesia, to gather us together so that he can send us out and show the world what it means to be good neighbors. 
Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter five and verse 13. He said, you, again, talking to his followers, that's, that's you and I that are on team Jesus, okay? He says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Then he makes another analogy. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, in the same way, Jesus said, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. When I read Matthew chapter number five and those few verses there, verses 13 through 16, it's really clear uh, that Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And when it comes to this idea of, of salt, what Jesus is talking about is that as we live our lives, our lives should make a difference and should make an impact in everything that we, we do and in everything that we say. Uh, our lives should have impact because we are the salt of there. How many of you know that when you put salt on something to eat, it has impact, okay? Uh, and if you get a little bit too much salt, it's got a little bit too much impact, doesn't it, okay? Uh, well, that's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the impact that he wants us to have uh, in our culture, and our society. Uh, he also says that you are the light of the world. Uh, darkness is fundamentally the absence of light, if you walk into a dark room and you flip a switch where there's electricity and there's a lamp or an overhead light and a light's going to come on, guess what happens? There is no more darkness, okay? And in the beginning, when God spoke light into existence, it said that, that God spoke. He said, let there be light. And when God spoke and there was light, it dispelled uh, the, the darkness when God created the heavens and the earth. So when it comes to this idea of, of salt and light, these are two images that Jesus used in Matthew chapter number five to help us realize the nature and the character of his church. We are salt and light. God has placed us in our world, God has placed us in our community. God has placed us in our jobs. God has placed us in our family units to be salt and light. And, and what I want to do, I want to kind of just drill down a little bit on this idea of salt to help us understand what, what Jesus is saying here. So let me ask you a question real quick. We got any grit lovers in the house? Anybody like to eat some grits? Let me see your hands, all right? If you like to eat grits, you're watching online, type in there, I love grits. I want to know who you are, okay? Um, I'm a grit lover because I'm just a country boy from the South. And uh, I want you to check out this little video clip that I made for you this week to help you realize and understand what Jesus was talking about when he said, you are the salt of the earth. So pay attention to the screens for just a minute. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cooking with Pastor Brian. And uh, I just want to take a second to try to illustrate what we just talked about in Matthew chapter number five, when Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. He was talking to his disciples. He's talking to his followers. And for those of you who are watching today and you have a personal relationship with Jesus, Jesus is talking to you and I. And he wants us to understand in the world that we live in that we are the salt of the earth. 
So I got to thinking about that and wondering how I can illustrate the impact that salt can have. And uh, if you know me at all, you know I'm just a southern country boy from North Carolina. And if you're from the South and you love to eat like I do, chances are um, in your regular diet, uh, you have what I call some good old southern country cream grits. I love grits. I can eat grits anytime. And if you're one of those people that are kind of turning your nose up right now thinking, how in the world can grits ever taste good? Here's all I can say. You've never had a southern country boy like me fix you a pot of grits. Uh, so what I want to do today is illustrate what Jesus had to say in Matthew chapter number 5 about salt and the impact that it makes in our world. Uh, there are two very important ingredients when it comes to making a great pot of grits, okay? Number one is the salt. Uh, you've got to have salt if you're going to make a great pot of grits. If you don't have salt, um, then your grits aren't going to be what my daddy used to say, fit to eat, okay? So grits is the most important, or excuse me, uh, salt is the most important ingredient when it comes to making a great pot of grits. The other important ingredient, and you might not think of this, is the spoon, okay? The spoon is really important to making a great pot of grits. So here's how we're going to illustrate this today, okay? We're going to let the salt represent what Jesus said. Uh, we're going to let it represent you and I as Christ followers living in the world, okay? We're going to take our pot of grits, and we're going to let our grits represent the world that we live in. This is where we go to work. This is where we go to school. This is where our families live in the communities that we are placed in. So, so this pot of grits is going to represent the world that you and I live in on a daily basis. And what Jesus said there when he said, you are the salt of the earth, we're going to let the spoon represent Jesus himself. And what Jesus loves to do is take Christ followers who are serious about living out their faith in relationship with him and placing us in the world so that we can make maximum impact for his kingdom. Now, here's something that I've learned in a lot of years of making grits, okay? Without the salt, making contact with the grits, there's no impact in the taste. In other words, it's easy to be salt when you're hanging out with a bunch of other salt. And if all the salt does is stay in this salt shaker and sitting over here on the shelf somewhere, it's never going to have the impact that it's supposed to have in the dish in this case, the pot of grits that I love to eat. But when we allow Jesus to use us and place us exactly where he wants us, in our communities, on our jobs, on our school campuses, uh, in our family units, then that's when he uses us to make the maximum impact for his kingdom. That's when we are most useful. And Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. And then later on in that same passage, he said, let your good deeds, uh, the things that we do within the body of Christ, uh, our acts of service, our acts of kindness, 3G events, let your good deeds shine out for all the world to see so that people would recognize you as one of my followers. 
And you, as being salt, would make maximum impact in his kingdom. I'm going to go make some grits. I hope that makes some sense for you today. We'll see you later on. I'm just waiting on my call from the Food Network, all right? I'm going to be famous one of these days. I can feel it coming on, okay? <clears throat> Listen, when we are salt and light, when we are salt and light in our community, here's what happens. We become a visible witness to our community. And our message of hope becomes their message of hope. Let me say that again. When we are salt and light in our community, we become a visible witness of Jesus and his kingdom to our community. And when that happens, our message of hope will become their message of hope. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, go and make disciples. Go and let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Um, I want to talk about four habits. These are what I call four good neighbor habits. Uh, we're going to talk about two today. And I hope you'll come back next week. We're going to talk about the last two next week as we head toward 3G Sunday. But I'll give you four things that will help us to be good neighbors in our community if we'll put these things um, into practice, okay? Number one, we must get to know our neighbors individually. We must want to get to know our neighbors individually. Proverbs 18 and verse 24, the Bible says this, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Here's one of the things that, I, that I'm learning in my life the longer that I walk with Jesus. It's really hard for me to love my neighbor as myself and to be a good neighbor to the people that I don't know individually. I can say I love a people group and maybe send a missionary to go minister to that people group or get on a mission trip and go serve for a week or so. And that's great. That's part of what we're, we're supposed to do. But there's something different about being a good neighbor and loving the person that you know individually. So let me ask you a question today. When you think in terms of the context that you live your life every day, if you live in the Palm Coast area, you live in a neighborhood that we call a section, whatever section you live in, or if you're watching online, wherever you live in your community, think in terms of your context and the way you live your life every day, the community or the neighborhood that you live in, the job where you go to work, you commute to there and you spend however much time there. Uh, maybe you work from home. Uh, maybe you're in a family unit or, or you're a school. You're, you're in school, you're on campus somewhere, whether it be college or high school or something like that. Think in terms of your context on a daily basis. Now, let me ask you this question. How many of the neighbors that you do life with every single day do you know individually? How many of them do you know individually? And I'll be the first one to admit, I don't do a, I don't do a great job at this all the time. I don't make it a priority to get to know the people that God's put in my life individually and to, and to know them on a, on a first name basis. Especially in the United States of America, in a community like we live in, in Palm Coast, Florida, 
where every single uh, house in every single neighborhood has got a has got a, a an electric garage door where you can hit the clicker and you pull in your driveway, you hit the clicker, the garage door goes up, you pull your car in, you hit the clicker again, the garage door goes down, you go inside and you do your thing for the rest of the day and the evening till it's time to get up and go the next day and you go get in your car and you hit the clicker and you back out, you hit the clicker and it's click, 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 in, inside, 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 and, and we just do our own thing. And I think what God wants us to do is to realize there are people all around us who are our neighbors. And he wants to disrupt our routines a little bit. And he wants us to maybe instead of pulling in the garage, let's stop in the driveway. And let's get out, see who our neighbors and if they're out and about. Or here's another idea. Instead of spending all your time on your back lanai or your back deck, how about put your lawn chair out on the front porch or on the front lawn and engage your neighbors as they walk by in the evenings and on, their, on their nightly exercise uh, time or they're riding their bike. And listen, I, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. Uh, my wife does an amazing job um, at this. Uh, a couple things that happened just recently. Uh, we went home for lunch and we went to grab a bite to eat. And we went in and had our lunch and we were leaving as we were leaving uh, we were getting in the vehicle and our neighbor, Mr. Wilson, next door, he had a couple guys that was out working in his yard with him and uh, uh, they had been working in the hot sun and they were dirty and sweaty and all that stuff. And, and Miss Karen just said, hey, Mr. Wilson. And she said, you guys want a bottle of water? And of course they said, man, we'd love a bottle of water. So she went back inside and got a couple bottles of water and some Gatorade and brought those out. And those guys enjoyed. And we had a little bit of chit chat and conversation. And I heard one of them say, man, I wish I had a neighbor like you in my neighborhood. And I thought, you know what? Way to go, Miss Karen. The other night I was out on my and I just cooking some stuff on the grill. There's a new house that was built right behind us and uh, some new uh, young couple that have moved in the house and I didn't know it, but my wife had already met them as she was out walking in, in the community. She had already been around there and she had met them. And while I was over there doing my thing, cooking my chicken or my steak or whatever I was cooking, Karen walks out of the, out of the sliding glass door and they're sitting on their back porch and she just immediately engages them. Hey guys, how's it going? You getting settled in your new house? Let us know if there's anything that, that we can do for you. And I'm thinking, you know what? My wife is an awesome neighbor. Wish I could be like her. <laughs> She's teaching me how to be a good neighbor so that I can stand on stage and help you understand how to be a good neighbor, okay? See how this cycle works? Well, let her preach the sermon. But let me ask you, how many of your neighbors do you know, do you know individually? Uh, Jeremy Hurley, who's our student director here at Epic, he does a fantastic job of this. He's always coming in the office talking about, hey, I was talking to my neighbor about this, and, and uh, me and my neighbor were talking about that, and I'm getting to know them in this way, and this, that, and the other, and he's only been here about a year or so, and he does a fantastic job of that. Who do you know individually uh, in your neighborhood, on your job? And let me encourage you to make it a point. Part of being a good neighbor is getting to know our neighbors individually. The second thing we need to put into practice is that we need to encourage our neighbors continually. Not only get to know them individually, but encourage them uh, continually. Proverbs 12, 25 says, worry weighs a person down. Can I get an amen right there? Okay. We know that's a true statement. Worry weighs a person down, but it doesn't end there. But an encouraging word does what? 
cheers a person up. Um, and I know, I get it. You're like, well, Pastor Brian, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm afraid if I say something, it'll come out the wrong way and I'll say the wrong thing. And I'm just not very good with words. And as a result, so I just kind of keep to myself and, and, and don't say anything. Let me tell you something. If you'll just make yourself available, if you'll just make up your mind, you're going to look for opportunities to encourage people. God will use whatever you choose to do. God will use whatever words you choose to speak to be an encouragement and a help Uh, to somebody. A great place to start to get an encouraging word for somebody is in this book right here. If you're having your daily Bible time or your your, your devotion, you're reading God's word, look for a verse that you think might, might be an encouragement to somebody and then write that verse down to where you can memorize it and know what it says or put it on a sticky note, stick it on your rear view mirror or on your refrigerator or on your mirror in the bathroom where you can see it and memorize it and look for an opportunity where God can use you to share that word or that verse with somebody because here's what the Bible says in Romans 15 in verse four. It says, for everything that was written in the past, he's talking about the Bible, he's talking about the scriptures. It says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures, and look here, and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So find that verse that speaks to you. Write it down, memorize it, put it in your own words even, and look for an opportunity to share that with somebody who needs to be encouraged in your life. I brought you a picture of one of what I call my my scripture rocks. Uh, It's got uh, Psalm 18 and verse 2 on it. Let me tell you the story behind this rock. Several years ago, there was a student uh, that uh, my wife and I had been uh, trying to invest in their life. And uh, this student made me this scripture rock. And all it is is a rock that's been painted in, in, a, in a Sharpie with, with Psalm 18, verse 2 on it. And one day as I was going into my office, I, have a, I used to have a private entrance at the office where I used to work. And, and on the, the door stoop there, before you step in, one day when I was showing up, that rock was, was sitting on my door stoop. And I just picked it up and read what was on it. And I knew who it was from. And you know what that did? That encouraged me that day. And I keep that rock right now, even today. It's, it's on my dresser at home. And I keep it there and I read it often because it's a reminder to me that at, at some point in time in my life, there was somebody who cared enough just to take a rock and to paint it and write a verse of scripture on it that would encourage me. And Psalm 18 and verse 2 talks about God being our rock and our fortress. Anybody can do that right there. You can leave it on your coworker's desk, or you could leave it on your teacher's desk, or you can leave it on your neighbor's uh, stoop, uh, write them a card. Well, anybody can, can do that type of thing to be an encouragement to your neighbors. One of the things that we love to do corporately at Epic is, is love on uh, our public school campuses and our faculties and our staff. And the fact that we're a portable church that meets in a public school, we believe it's our responsibility to be good neighbors 
uh, on the campuses and the people that we interact with. And we love to do a couple of times a year, a bagel breakfast for the teachers and the faculty here at Buddy Taylor and Wadsworth Elementary School. And, and last year we had an opportunity to take uh, the teacher's lounge over at Wadsworth and we kind of did a little makeover there. So it'd be a little bit more comfortable. It'd be a place where they could come and, and go sit down and relax and recharge their, their battery, uh, their, their smartphone or their tablet and just have a conversation with each other and, and rest. And the reason we do that is because we want to be good neighbors. The reason we do that is because we want to be an encouragement to the people that are on the front lines, serving in our community, investing in the next generation uh, of children and students right here uh, in Flagler County. Uh, that's actually one of the projects that we're going to do on 3G Sunday. We're going to do the same thing here on Buddy Taylor. So if you want to make a difference, you want to encourage the faculty and staff here at Buddy Taylor Middle School, sign up for the, uh, for the Teacher's Lounge project. We're going to do a makeover there, and it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Another strategic partner is Grace Community Food Pantry. We serve there on a regular basis. Many of you serve there uh, outside of our regular 3G serving opportunities. And the reason you do that is because you love to be an encouragement to people and you love to serve people and help them know and understand that there are people in our community who care and are going to do well, our part to help meet uh, people's needs. And what I want to do as we get ready to close today is just kind of walk through all of the projects that we have available to help you understand there really is something that everybody can do. Maybe you can't build or paint or physically, you're not able to do a whole lot. I promise you there is something that you can do. And the reason we are doing these projects, not only so we can get to know our neighbors individually, but, but we can be an encouragement to them on an ongoing basis. Abundant Life Ministries is one of our partners, and uh, I'm going to uh, share more about this in a video clip as we end here in just a minute, but they operate a foster care home. We're going to paint a house for them on 3G Sunday. Uh, there are two beach cleanups, so if you got little kids, this is a, two great projects that you can do with your family. Uh, we live in Flagler County. We have beautiful beaches. It's our responsibility to be good neighbors and to take care of that, so we've got two beach cleanup projects that we'd love for you to sign up and serve on. We've got a prayer team. A prayer team is it's just a group of people that's going to hang out on campus here for a little while. They're going to pray for the students and the children and the faculty and the staff of both campuses here that we meet on. They're going to pray for what happens here on Sundays when we gather together as the body of Christ. They're going to go visit City Hall. And they're going to pray for our government leaders. And they're going to make their way around town and pray with some of our strategic partners because we want people to know uh, that, uh, uh, that God loves them and that we are for them. Um, Espanola Cemetery is another great project uh, out in the west end of our community. There's a, uh, uh, the community of Espanola, and they rely on volunteers to help them keep their local cemetery uh, clean and tidied and all that. And we love to go out there and serve. And if you like to cut grass or, or pick up limbs and, and wash tombstones and things like that, this is a great opportunity for you uh, to serve people in the Espanola area. Uh, Chris mentioned our firefighter. Thank you. That's a big deal. And uh, if you can bake some home goods and, and bring them that day, uh, we've got a team of people that's going to make, make the rounds to all the fire stations in Flagler County that day. And they're going to hand out those baked goods and love on our firefighters and encourage them and thank them for what they do. We're going to build a home uh, for a family right here through Habitat for Humanity. I'm going to actually introduce you to a family next week that we've built a home for. And it's going to be a, um, a, a neat opportunity. 
uh, a media team. If you like technology, we need people who will go out and take pictures and capture our 3G events so that we can broadcast to the world what Jesus meant when he said to love your neighbor as yourself. And you can sign up for the media team. Whispering Meadows is a, a local nonprofit that works with horses on their ranch uh, to serve and minister to special needs children. And uh, if you can imagine, there's a lot of projects that could, needs to be done uh, around their, uh, their stalls and their stables and their fences and, and their trails and all that kind of thing. Another project that I'm really excited about is what we're calling a veteran appreciation project. And we've connected with a local Vietnam veteran. We love our veterans at Epic Church. And we've connected with a local Vietnam veteran uh, who basically is confined to a wheelchair. And uh, he can't get out and do the things around his house and in his yard and in his home uh, that, that he once used to do. So we're going to send a team of people over there. We've got some projects we're going to knock out of his house. And it's going to be a great opportunity to serve a local veteran right here in our community. And then Chris also mentioned our medical personnel care packages. Let me encourage you to stop by the board. Pick up one of those tabs and, and go buy a gift card. We're going to have a team of people that's going to put some care packages together for the medical personnel that are serving tirelessly on the front lines right here in our community. And, uh, and we're going to help them be able to, to make their life a little bit easier for the next uh, few weeks anyway. So there's something that everybody can do. And uh, as we close today, here's what I want to ask you to do. Number one, I want to ask you to prayerfully consider uh, signing up for a 3G project. On your seat is a card that you can take with you that I outline all the projects. If you're watching online, you can go to our, our, our website at theepicchurch.com and you can explore all those. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is pick a project, then sign up for that project, and then show up and serve on 3G Sunday. Now, you guys that are on campus, bear with me because I want to talk to the people that are online for just a second. Maybe you're outside of the Palm Coast area. You can get involved in 3G Sunday as well. Chances are there's a great nonprofit in your community that you can connect with over the next couple of weeks. And I want to encourage you, maybe it's a food bank, maybe it's a battered women's shelter, maybe it's a crisis pregnancy center, uh, maybe it's a rotary club, uh, maybe it's a Boy Scouts or a Girl Scout. Find a local nonprofit, contact them and let them know that you'd love an opportunity to volunteer and to serve alongside of them and add value to what they do in your community. Maybe you want to gather some friends that you have. Uh, and you guys just want to get together and maybe somebody knows somebody that you can do something for and you can serve on 3G Sunday. If you're outside of the Palm Coast area and you decide to do that, would you please contact us and let us know what kind of project you engage in on 3G Sunday so that we can celebrate with you, so that we can encourage you and we can walk through that together uh, as a church. So I want to encourage you as you leave today, um, stop by um, uh, the sign-up tables Explore the projects, pick a project, sign up for it, and then let's show up and serve on 3G Sunday. Got one more thing for you. We've been telling you for a couple of weeks that there's a big change to this year's 3G Sunday. And uh, again, I got a little video clip that I want to show you to help you understand what that big change is so that, again, you'll be informed and you'll be inspired. And this is the way that we're going to close our service today. Okay, so check this out. Hey, as we get ready to close our time together today, I'd want to take just a second and do the two things that I talked about at the beginning of our message today. Uh, number one, I want to inspire you a little bit and uh, tell you that I'm coming to you today from one of our strategic partners, 
um, Abundant Life Ministries, uh, who actually operates this foster care home right here in Palm Coast. And uh, we're going to paint this house on 3G um, Sunday. And it's going to be a great opportunity for us to serve in our community. So if you love to paint, this would be a great project for you to get plugged in and connected on. The second thing I want to do is inform you about uh, something really important that's going to happen on 3G Sunday. Um, if you're new to Epic, uh, this won't be that big of a deal. But if you've participated in our 3G events, especially our 3G Sunday events at any time in the past, this is going to be a big shift and a big change. So let me uh, bring you up to date about what's going to happen on 3G Sunday. Uh, normally on 3G Sunday, we would all show up on campus at Buddy Taylor Middle School early on Sunday morning. We would get in our teams and we would have a send-off rally and we would all go out to our projects and serve uh, for about two and a half or three hours. Uh, this particular year, there's not going to be any large group gathering on campus on 3G Sunday. Let me say that again. There will not be any large group gathering on 3G Sunday at Buddy Taylor Middle School. So what's going to happen is whatever project you sign up for that day, you're going to go straight to that project. Uh, for instance, if you choose to participate on this project, and uh, we're going to give you all the communication you need to know where to go, who your team leader is, and you're going to go straight to this project uh, on Sunday morning. If you're doing a beach cleanup, you're going to go straight to the beach. Um, if you're working at Grace Community Food Pantry, you're going to go straight to Grace Community Food Pantry that day. So we will not have the large group gathering at Buddy Taylor Middle School on 3G Sunday like we normally do. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, how am I going to get my baked goods there for the firefighter? Thank you. And that's a great question. We're going to make it as easy as we possibly can for you. Here's what we're going to ask you to do. We're going to ask you to stop by Buddy Taylor and just drop off your baked goods on your way to your project on 3G Sunday. Uh, you don't even have to get out of your vehicle. We'll have a drive up station and it'll be very visible. Um, and all you have to do is drive up, drop off your baked goods. We'll make sure that gets to our firefighter to thank you team, which will be on campus that day. And then you can go uh, straight to your project and be there in plenty of time to meet your team, meet your team leader, get the instructions that you need for the day. And what this is going to allow us to do is actually be able to spend more time in our community actually serving and doing what's most important on 3G Sunday. So as we leave today, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't signed up for a project already, go out to the lobby today to our live signups. Go to our website at theepicchurch.com. Explore those projects, pitch, pick a project, and let's show up on 3G Sunday and make a big difference in our community. So God, go with us today. Help us to be your hands and your feet and your voice. Use us to be salt and light in our community this week. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll see you next week.